Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello, and welcome to this EM360 podcast. I'm Richard Steenum, Chief Research Analyst at IT Harvest and author of Security Yearbook 2023. I work with IT security technology providers on their go-to-market, and I'm a trusted advisor to CISOs and their teams. In today's episode, I'm joined by Ori Dorat, who is Senior Product Marketing Manager at Radware. We're going to talk about understanding supply chain attacks and client-side protection. Welcome, Ori. Hi, Richard. Great to be here. How are you? I'm great. Ori, tell us about Radware and your role there. Okay, so uh, as you mentioned, I'm a, a senior product marketing manager at Radware. I'm in, in charge of our application protection solutions, um, or what we like to refer to as our uh, 360 uh, cloud application protection services, which basically encompasses everything you need for application protection, be DDoS, WAF, bot, API protection, as well as client-side protection, which we'll discuss um, in this session, in this uh, interview later on today. Um, our application protection solutions are ranked as either the leader or one of the leaders by, by the, the main analyst firms, be it IDC, Gartner, Forster, um, Quandrit, Knowledge Solutions, etc., and we cater to thousands of customers, many of which are Fortune 500 customers, uh, like 10 of the 20 uh, biggest banks in the world are customers, as well as leading uh, airlines, e-commerce enterprises. And we also partner with some of the big names out there like Cisco and Checkpoint, uh, Nokia, and on various activities and also co-selling um, our, our solutions um, as well. So that's kind of the big picture, right where it's been around for 25 years. We are publicly, uh, we're a public company traded on the NASDAQ, and you can read more about us on, on our website if you're interested in, in more information because there's just a lot. So. Yeah, there is. Yeah. So great. Thinking into supply chain security, I always, yeah. when I hear supply chain, I usually think of uh, all the regulations that are coming about that uh, are shift left, right? It's do a better job of creating your applications. But you're talking about protection on the client side. Walk us through that. Yeah. So, actually, be, before we we dive into you know talking about the uh, protection of, of the client side, we have to kind of look at you know um, what applications look like today. What exactly are we we protecting? So let's start with that. Now, a few years back, if we look at the evolution of modern applications and their environment, so it was quite simple. Applications were uh, built in a monolithic you know way, monolithic structure using three tier architecture. Uh, they were hosted uh, in a local uh, data center, and most of the uh, content, if not all of it, was generated by the web server. So the browser was basically just in charge of rendering the content, if I want like, to, you know, to simplify the, the, the whole idea around that. So there, there was like one entry point to the application, which you needed to protect with an ADC and a WAF, and it was quite simple to understand what, what is the parameter that you're protecting. So that was all nice and dandy there. Now, moving forward a few years, uh, applications got more complex. The entire, you know, like digital world, as we call it, of, of uh, digitalization of services and, and, and progress in, in, in technology has got to the point where applications are now distributed across many environments, um, on on-prem environments, uh, private 
you know, virtual clouds uh, and public clouds like AWS, Azure, Google. In fact, according to research that we've done, uh, more than 90 percent of uh, enterprises today are, are deploying at least on one uh, public cloud environment. And, and more than half of them are deploying at least across more than two public uh, cloud environments. And, and this is quite interesting research that we've done with Osterman a few months ago. You can find it on our website if you, if, if you want to hear more about it. Now, in addition to this um, you know, scattered environments, we've also got uh, microservices like Kubernetes. And on top of all of that, all of those applications today are relying on many third-party services and content that is integrated either via APIs or via like JavaScript plugins. If a few years ago, the, the web server was generating most of the content that you get on those applications, today the browser has a substantial role and is quite heavily used for generating that content. Now, this presents basically two challenges when it comes to securing applications. The first challenge is that applications, they have many entry points, right? So if you think of it, let's say if your application is a house, so years back, you know, it had one door and one window maybe, or two windows. And today it has like probably five, six or seven different doors and and dozens of windows that you need to protect. And on the other hand, as you know, enterprises became more security conscious and are investing a lot of resources into protecting their data centers and, and you know, deploying uh, security solutions like you know, DDoS protections and, and web application firewalls. So hackers are finding it more difficult to penetrate the data center. So they are looking for other you know, low-hanging fruits and ways to to go on their malicious behavior, be it, you know, stealing data or interfering with the, uh, with the operational aspects of, of a certain website or applications. And they are looking at areas that are not monitored, really, or not monitored enough, like, for instance, those third-party services on your applications, those JavaScript services. Hence, you know, the, um, the threat landscape uh, around those... Uh, around the supply chain is um, is growing wider, and we see more and more attacks on that aspect. Now I understand where we're coming from. So, okay, uh, yeah, we've all built websites, have iframes at the very minimum, and then API connections uh, as you grow. How do you protect against attacks against that? The attackers are coming in through the browser. Yeah, so, so, so let's talk about what are basically the most common attacks that we see coming through the browser side, right? The, the most common attack that we see is form jacking. And for those of you who are maybe not familiar or not as familiar with what form jacking is, uh, so think about it this way. So, you know, every, any application today is relying on, you know, let's say on average about 30 or so different JavaScript services embedded in it. It could be analytics tools like Google Analytics, Adobe Analytics. It can be uh, social embedded, uh, social media embedded content, you know, like, like uh, social media buttons or, or videos. It can be tools like uh, for processing payments like Transilla. It can be tools like Magento or WordPress, stock management tools. So basically, as, as you get the idea. It's, you know, dozens of different 
services your applications is relied on. And the thing with those services is those are all legit companies. So from the application perspective, you're trusting them to as, as a legitimate connection, right? So once your end user established a connection with one of those third-party services embedded in your app, most organizations, when using traditional WAFs, web application firewalls, or that sits, you know, in the data path between the, their end users and the application, they don't really see what's going on in the connection between the browsers of their end users and the application. They're kind of blind to that, and they consider that as a legitimate connection, but a lot of things can go, can, can go on there that are quite not right, to be honest. And what are those things? So, so let's talk about form jacking attacks. So hackers, what they do is somewhere in time, they will, um, a hacker will implant a malicious script, will hide a malicious script in one of those uh, third-party services. And many a times it would be an outdated version of that service where a certain vulnerability hasn't been patched yet. And we saw that, by the way, in a very big attack that was uh, all over the news. Uh, you can read about it, uh, Tupperware. It happened a couple of years ago. They were using an outdated version of Magento. And basically, hackers uh, exploited that. And with a form-jacking attack, they managed to steal a lot of uh, records. So what they do is that they hide the malicious code within the third-party service. And you know, moving forward somewhere in time, a legit user entering your applications. They want to go about maybe subscribing to a service, and now they need to fill out a form. So the application, in response to their request, sends back an HTML form, which initiates a call to the relevant third-party service. Now, that third, if that's the infected third-party service with the malware in it, so it will turn a response with a malicious script, which basically manipulates uh, some of the parameters within that form or, you know, or the destination of where the form needs to be sent to, right? So uh, many times what it will do is all the information entered in that form by the customer will be sent in addition to the, to the app. It will also be sent to, to a third-party server um, owned by the attacker. Now, the thing is about this type of attacks that there is no immediate sign that something is going on because as far as the end user concerned, they just go on about their business and they can complete whatever it is they need to do. And as far as the application is concerned, everything is just fine. There's no impact on the performance of the application. And since they're not monitoring that data path, they don't know that something is going on. But later on, you know, a few weeks later or a few months later, we'll find out that there was a breach and, and a lot of data was stolen. And why it's a, is it a problem? Because as far as the reg regulator is concerned, and, and when it comes to also compliance, those regulating your business, be it you know, in the financial business or e-commerce or, what, or not, they don't really care what you've got in your, uh, you know, in your IT stack, in your, in your JavaScript, in your supply chain. As far as they're concerned, you know, your end customer came to you for service. They were using your services. The fact that you chose to use other third-party services, that's fine. But you are the one in charge of their personal data. So it's your responsibility. And a great example for that is those are the big fines that, that we see. Like in one of the... Um, you know, one of the most famous incidents from a few years back that kind of brought, you know, awareness to this problem was the British Airway incident where hundreds of thousands of credentials were stolen and British Airways got hit with, you know, 20 million pounds 
fine that same year and they're still going through litigation it's been a couple of years or more like probably three or four years right now since it happened and last time i read about it the litigations already went over 200 million pounds that they are now battling in court so um the damage to organization is quite substantial and the problem is that those traditional tools they you know they don't look at the traffic between the browser side and the um third-party services so hence is our solution that is called client-side protection and what we are doing here is basically we monitor the traffic the the data path between the end users the browser side and third-party services and our tool is able to alert if there are any anomalous uh scripts or behavior or anything that's been tampered with it, it does so according to to a posit some sort of positive security model and machine-based um, algorithms that that we're utilizing to they, that basically establish a baseline of what is supposed to be in in the proper request. And if something is not right, if there's even a legitimate destination, but with illegitimate parameters, it will alert. Now it does more than just that. We also map the entire supply chain, and then we also provide alerts with something is anomalous and then we give you the option to decide if you want to block it or not and actually we even taken this um a step further which kind of that's one of the unique things about that because all the services embedded in your applications you know you don't want to cut them off those are vital um services right so with our solution you can surgically enforce protection and block only those specific scripts that you identified as anomalous or incorrect or with a high risk level. Got it. That's so, great. That's great, Yuri. I can see you've really helped us understand the, well, a hole in our protection. I want to thank you for getting us to there. And I think everybody will want to hop on over to redware.com to learn more about this kind of supply chain defense at the client level. Uh, if you'd like more information, once again, you can go to Redware. We'll be back next week with another episode in our podcast series. Until then, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on all the major platforms. Follow the conversation on our socials at EM360Tech on Twitter and LinkedIn. And for more great daily content, head on over to EM360Tech.com. Dot com.